the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise um, everybody. Uh, President Joe Biden came out uh, late Friday and uh, said that the... uh, the jobs numbers for April were lower than expected. Again, again, expected by who? By the powers that be, by the same economists, by the same talking heads that are never right again and again and again. Anyway, he says it's uh, because the U.S. economy is still struggling, still struggling to recover from the COVID pandemic, and that his massive infrastructure and family support bills are needed now more than ever. This is what he said. This month's job numbers show we are on the right track, but we still have a long way to go. My laser focus is on growing the nation's economy and creating jobs. My laser focus is on vaccinating and my laser focus is on one more thing, making sure that hardworking people in this country are no longer left out in the cold. Okay, Joe, Uh, again, uh, you had some, some more idiots Parade themselves on TV today. Again, I don't even know how these people get FaceTime anymore. Anthony Scaramucci. Anthony Scaramucci. Remember, he was the one that was working for Trump. Again, this is, again, Trump. It was really great choices in hiring people. Then started backstabbing. I mean, it was just one thing back and forth at the drama. B.S. Child. This fool's on TV today. Oh, no, I said, my family is, uh, I got family in Oyster Bay, and there's, there's not going to be any clams or mussels in Oyster Bay, Long Island, because they, they can't find jobs anywhere. Um, Oyster Bay is up the, the road here for me. Um, you could take a drive into Huntington, and every store, every store, every restaurant, everybody I am talking to is hiring. So shut the blank up, you lying piece of garbage. Oh, I think Americans want to get back to work. Baloney. Baloney. It's not the case. And then you get other, again, useful idiots. But Scaramucci, he's, you know, he's now part of the mainstream media. He's a regular one now on all of the, t- the talkers. They go to him because he went anti-Trump. Again, I guess he's trying to make his living doing that nowadays. Who knows? Um, then you get the uh, Minneapolis Fed president and consistent dunce, Neil Kashkari. Neil Kashkari. Neil Kashkari, was he the one, uh, it was a week or two ago, he wrote an op-ed, he was getting the, the Fed involved in politics in Minnesota public schools, which it has no business being involved with. But uh, Kashkari's, no, 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 no. All of the, you know, the, the, the Fed needs to, the Fed needs to keep printing. Oh, yeah, the Fed needs to keep printing. That's what we need to keep doing. I mean, we, we got to keep doing this. And this is why he said that, uh, uh, you know, he said that uh, this is what's going to help get the economy back on track. And uh, uh, it's going to help uh, matters. It's not helping Wall Street. It's going to be helping Main Street. Are you kidding me? He actually said this. This is his line. For my friends on Wall Street, and I have a lot of them, I hear from them all the time complaining about the Fed's policies that are mucking up their trading strategies. Again, um, this guy used to work for Goldman Sachs and he used to work for PIMCO. 
He said this in an interview with a straight face. Are you kidding me? The Fed's policies are mucking up their trading strategy? Are you kidding me? They are drinking everyone's milkshake right now. And again, I'm sorry. At at some point in time, you have to have some sort of personal responsibility. Remember the beginning of the year? Oh, my God, look at all the brand new retail investors at Robinhood and these trading platforms and trade, 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 trade. Well, you you know how all the retail volume has just basically gone away? It's gone. It's gone. You want to know why it's gone? People are like, well, where did, where, did, where did all the traders go? They lost. They lost their money. They learned that, gee whiz, um, you know, if you turn the market into a casino, guess what? It's going to be a casino. And I'm sorry, the big investment firms out there, they are the house. They will take your money. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wall Street's complaining. Yeah, the Fed's yeah, all mucking up their trading strategies. No, no, no. Who it's really hurting, Neil, are the savers in this country. The big brokerage, not the people you deal with. The people that are doing the preparation for people for their futures and can't get any, any rate of return, any risk-free rate of return at all. Thanks to you people at the Fed. Anyway, um, again, story after story after story that's out there about you know businesses not being able to fill positions, and um, uh, until again, until you you encourage people to get back to work. We mentioned last week what they were doing in Montana, you know, basically giving people a bonus, bonus, an unemployment bonus if they get a job and they hold it for a month. There are, there, are, there are so many damn job openings in this country right now, and people just aren't going to take them. And I, I mentioned this, and I, I got some plan on some of the television programs I did last week. Mark my words on this one. Mark my words, um, COVID phobia is going to become a disability. It's going to become a disability. Was a... Um, there was a, an editorial today in the uh, Wall Street Journal talking about Biden's plan for national child care. Biden's plan for national child care. And again, I was very much bothered by the direction. I'm very much bothered by the direction the country is heading in and the fact that the federal government wants to get involved even further in raising one's kids. Um, I, uh, I went off on a couple rants last week on the podcast and also on the radio show over the weekend talking about what we're doing wrong, in my opinion. And I'd have to say, I mean, I got a, a ton of emails, a ton, I knew I was, I knew I was going to get blasted with a ton of emails because it's a touchy topic for a lot of people. And I, I knew that I, I said that going in, um, I, I'd have to say, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I'd have to say 98, 99% of the comments and emails that I got for people agreed with me. Agreed with me. But there were some other people out there, again, if they're in a situation that I was being somewhat critical of, I think you know, maybe I wasn't clear in what I was saying in regards to uh, uh, what's going on 
in this country. So what I do when I get a lot of emails, what I do when I get a lot of emails when it comes to a, an issue that we talk about here on the program is I try to get the various different uh, issues that people are taking with what I had to say, and I try to like compile them, and we go over them here on the program. But I, I first want to do this, this editorial. We're going to get into that. We're going to first do this editorial today from the uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, do you like the rising cost of health care and higher education, even as the government subsidies also rise? Then you'll love President Biden's new plan for national child care. Biden wants to subsidize child care so families pay based on a sliding scale. For the most hard-pressed working families, the White House says costs would be fully covered, with payments coming out of a $225 billion pot that Mr. Biden is asking Congress to fill. For the middle class families earning 1.5 times their state median income will pay no more than 7% of their income. Uh, the first problem is, is that this is a new suburban entitlement, not aid to the needy. There's no legislative language yet. But the White House talking points suggest that any family that qualifies would get the subsidy automatically. California's median household income multiplied by 1.5 is $121,000. For New York, it's $108,000. And before anybody gets huffy about the cost of living on the coast, remember that those statewide thresholds would presumably apply to less costly inland California and New York, too. There would be no limit on annual spending, since it would increase with enrollment, which almost surely makes the White House estimate of $225 billion a fantasy. Again, I... I yeah, I went off on this this past week, and I also used my story, well, what I've done with my life and what it was like for me when I was growing up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I don't feel that I should be paying to send your kid to child care. And, and I'm, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down from the point that if you can't afford to have kids, don't. One of the points that was brought up, and I'm, I'm going to address it, was the fact that you know how much more expensive it is in this country today, and how hard it is to have a family, and why uh, families need to have uh, two parents working. Okay, if we're going to do that, then why not? I would rather, rather than subsidizing child care, why rather than subsidizing child care? Again, I, I'll, we'll do a compromise right here. I'd rather give some sort of tax break to that family as long as a parent stays home. That's right. That's right. As long as a parent stays home and your kids are not in child care and you're home raising your kids, I have no problem. You want to subsidize that via various different uh, means, tax credits, whatever it may be. I'd much rather do that than to hand out money so you can go back to work and then put your kid in daycare. Because make no bones about it, this is also a grab uh, for more government workers as well, unionized. Again, I, I understand the point. I understand the point and how expensive things are. And people were talking about the workforce and how women make up 50% of the workforce. I have no problem with women going back to work. 
But but I'm sorry, it is, you, you, you can't show me a single study, you can't show me a single study where anyone's going to tell you that's a good idea when you have a, a kid that's from one, three, four, five, I mean, I'm, if you're going to do this, I'm sorry, I'm, you're not going to change my mind. At least wait till your child has gone off to school. Those are the most, any book when it comes to rearing kids, those are very important years. Very important years. I have one comment here, again, because I was talking about the situation. I said, you know, I, I, again, I was lucky. You know, I, I grew up in a household. My mom was always home. She was always home. And uh, she did start her own business, a home, home daycare business, but that was just like having kids over to play. I think one comment here was, um, you talked about choices, and the example you gave was how your mom had a home-based daycare business that allowed her to stay at home with you. I failed to see the analog of being a stay-at-home mom and working from home. Mom is still working and not raising the kids. What do you mean she wasn't raising the kids? Of course she was raising us. Of course she was raising. We were playing with the kids. She was home. She was home. Somebody needs to be home. And not to mention the fact she didn't start doing that until myself and my three brothers were, I mean, I was in, when she didn't start doing that until I was almost in junior high. I mean, my youngest brother was still in elementary school. But, uh, you know, again, you, there's, there's things you can do, especially in today's day and age, especially with the technology that, is available today. The different types of jobs that one can have. There's nothing wrong with having a job. You can work from home. There are many different options that you can have. Out there. I'm sorry, you're not going to get me to, to say, you know, and, and again, I understand. Okay. I understand I'm talking about the ideal, but shouldn't we be striving for the ideal? Shouldn't we be striving Yeah, we should. We shouldn't be subsidizing. We should not be subsidizing by any stretch of the imagination. Child uh, raising in the sense that we're giving it off to the state. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not interested, not interested in doing that at all. Not, and again, is the wrong way to go. We should be encouraging and making it easier for families to have a parent in the household. Um, Friday's, uh, Friday's podcast, we talked about um, was the, uh, the piece on mater- was it Mother's Day weekend, uh, maternal guilt. And how society as a whole is trying, oh, you just feel guilty about not being at home with your kids because, uh, you know, society has done these things to you. No, no, no. You feel guilty for a reason. Okay. That's instinct. That is instinct. Anyway. Anyway, it's it's interesting. I, I just think that, um, and I, I understand the costs of living in this country, and they're continuing to go up. 
and yeah, yeah, we, we talk uh, extensively about inflation here on the program. We've been talking extensively about inflation here on the program, and, and it's getting worse instead of better. What, what we're doing is we're not dealing with the problems of this country. We're not dealing with the true problems of this country and where we should be headed. I, uh, I, and again, I, I've talked about this many times. We get these societal issues here on the program. I, again, I remember, um, I remember being struck by this because it was just unfathomable to me. Um, I remember watching, and I, I don't know why this one interview pops into my head. I remember watching the television. This is when Hurricane Katrina was hitting. And Shepard Smith is interviewing some guy living up in, I don't know, New York, Virginia, I don't know, somewhere up north. And his, he was worried about his mom, who was in her 80s, who was living by herself, all by herself, down in New Orleans, and whether or not she could get out. And I, you know, I said that this, again, I, I'm, my, <laughs> I'm biased Okay, grew up in a very Mediterranean background. Um, that wouldn't happen in my household. Wouldn't happen. Another option that we we used to utilize, we used to utilize generations ago, and it was smart, is keeping extended family nearby. Again, my choice. I decided to have my in-laws move in with us. Again. You don't think that my kids learned a lot? My father-in-law passed a couple of years ago. My mother-in-law speaks Greek to the kids all the time. They understand the language. All the things that they can learn from family. That, that's big, too. And I also talked about this in terms of elder care down the road. Again, people are living longer even it's starting to improve to some degree because some of the homes that are being built by some of the major builders, actually, they're including that as part of the design as in-law apartments. That's, that is a, to me, that is a, a much more viable alternative, a much better alternative of having at least family watch your kids. I, again, I, again, I, did my sign didn't sound too idealistic here. On the program, am I sounding too old school here on the program? I, I don't know. It's what I know, though. Do you understand? It's what I know, and it's what I know based upon my experience and my climate and the people I know. What works? What has always worked? I, I talk about this and, and utilizing history. People ask me, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll throw this off in terms of diet. They say, well, you know, what, you know, Chris, what, what, do you, what type of diets do you go on? What, what do you eat? And I've done some here and there, and I try to take care of myself. But for the most part, I just follow, again, I know where, my, where I'm from in the world and what type of foods I eat, and I try to eat very, very clean. You want to call it paleo to some degree? Yeah, I, I guess. A lot of fish, Mediterranean, a lot of fish, a lot of vegetables. Why? Because it's worked over time. It's worked over time. It's the same thing I, I talked about. I, you know, you, you want to, the, the New York Times puts out their bestseller list all the time. Most of the books on that bestseller list will be forgotten. 
Most of those books will be forgotten. It's like a hot restaurant. Oh, what's the hot restaurant right now? No, no, no. You show me the restaurant that's been there for a couple of decades. What's worked? That's a whole concept. Progressive. Just because it's a new idea doesn't make it a better idea. Child rearing is, again, it's something that we as human beings have worked on for a while. And I think we've got you know, enough, uh, enough years here on the planet where we can look back and, and take a look to see what works and what doesn't work. And I'm sorry, you're not, gonna, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Again, I know I spent a while talking about this. Let's, let's um, move on when we're talking about inflation. I, I want to use this as an example. Um, this is, again, this was a, 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 they basically looking at what $50,000 in lumber can build today versus last year. Okay. Uh, this is the parameters. It's called, uh, put together this, uh, this little uh, thing. It's called a visual capitalist. Uh, 6.3 board feet per square foot for a median single family house size of 2,300 square feet. Total lumber required per single family house, 14,496 board feet. What they found was that $50,000 in lumber in 2015 could build 14.74 new single-family homes. By April 2020, the same price of lumber could build 10.5 homes. Now? Now, this year, right now, 2.1. 2.1. One, this is uh, it's a pretty parabolic move, wouldn't you say? Yet again, yet again, and I know I rant and rave about this all the time. I, it's, I just I can't really watch. I find it hard. I, I do watch some some squawk box in the morning, and then even then, I, I got to walk away because of the guests they continue to bring on. They just say stuff. They just say stuff, and it's anybody who actually opens their eyes. Wake up. At times, I show frustration on this program. It's like I almost want to grab people by the, uh, by the collar by the, by the shirt, and just shake them. Or, you know, Don Corleone, Johnny Fontaine, smack somebody upside the head. You can act like a man. Wake up. How can you continue to listen to Janet Yellen, the Federal Reserve, these moronic economists from Alan Blinder to Paul Krugman up to that keep telling you that there's no inflation out there? And you see it. Yeah, I'm out to dinner last night. Out to do it. Mother's Day, we went out to dinner last night. And it is a it's a little Greek restaurant um, in our town we went out to. And we ordered prices went up a little bit, but what we most certainly noticed is the portions got a hell of a lot smaller. And my my wife pointed. I said, "What do you think? I mean, their costs are going up. Their costs are going 
up. The price of everything is going up. A story this past week of cyber attack. Fuels, fuel price is going up. So guess what? Moving goods from point A to point B is going up, which again is going to drive your costs up. Everything is going up. And you're going to start seeing it in products. So on Friday, I mentioned that uh, yeah, the, the, the Costco paper towels, I know they, they eliminated like 400 sheets in their paper towels, selling it for the same price, but eliminated like 400 sheets. Why? Because they have no choice. Companies are going to be doing that right now. You're going to, you're going to see them finding ways where they can cut, cut corners cut costs. They don't want to make it obvious to you. They make it obvious to you that uh, you're paying more, so they're going to probably try to deliver more. It's, it's everywhere around us, yet it's, again, everyone's cho- choosing to ignore it. Choosing to ignore it. And we continue to go along with these moronic policies. We cannot, people, print our way to prosperity. Can't be done. We cannot print our way to prosperity. It is the wrong way to go. Yeah, this, uh, quickly on this, uh, largest gasoline pipeline on the East Coast shut down on Friday. Uh, There was a cyber attack. This uh, group from Eastern Europe, supposedly, um, threatened the system. It is the single largest refined products pipeline in the United States. Um, I had to take certain systems offline to contain the threat. Again, if this doesn't come online shortly, things are going to get that much more expensive. Uh, Again, I've um, addressed this here on the program as I go off on the military-industrial complex. Um, I I recognize this, that we we have problems. This is going back, I mean, this is a long time ago. This is prior to September 11th. Prior to September 11th, if you remember, one of our um, spy airplanes, AWACS radar spy airplane flying South China Sea somewhere, uh, gets into an aerial crash, well, clipped a Chinese fighter. And the Chinese fighter actually, I think it went down. I think the pilot died, if I'm not mistaken. It was an mid-air accident. And it was because it was a spy plane. Our plane was going down as well. And the people on board the plane, they had to to basically scuttle all of the equipment and the information on the airplane because it was all this high tech stuff. We didn't want it to Chinese to get a hold of it. Goes down. I can't remember the island. And it was a bit of a, a diplomatic tit for tat going on between the United States and China about this entire issue. My, uh, (laughs) My website, along with financial companies all across the country, many others, we all got hacked by Chinese hackers. Again, I, this is going back, this is 2001, if I'm, 2001, if I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe, maybe, no, maybe 2000, no, 2000, fall of 2000, maybe? I, I'm trying to get the, remember exactly. Uh, when it happened, I can't off the top of my head, but again, hacked. That was the only time I've ever been hacked. And I sit there, I said, boy, this is, that was quick. They were able to do that. And they actually had obviously lists of companies that they were going to go after. Um, 
we're, yeah, we're spending all this money. Uh, you know, I great. You guys like your big bombs and your nukes and your uh, space force and your aircraft carriers. Um, you do realize that if someone shuts the electricity off here in this country and we can't put it back online, that's basically like dropping a neutron bomb on the place. Right? Am, am I wrong in this assessment? Several months ago here on the program, again, we talked about it. Nobody else did. My opinion, one of the biggest stories over the past year. Hackers actually hacked into the water supply in an area in Pinellas County, Florida, and tried to poison the water. An on-duty worker saw what was taking place with one of the uh, dials that was going to put lye in the water and stopped something something god awful would have happened that's a pretty damn big pretty pretty big story don't you think anyway this is obviously um an issue that we have to deal with this is this is a massive failure now again i don't know if you want to believe it's eastern european hackers i don't believe much of what the federal government ever says at this point in time um, they're perpetual liars. They lie on top of lie, and then they lie on top of lies. One thing after another after another. Um, some group in Eastern Europe, and they're supposedly, they, they get ransom, and then they give it to certain charities. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a front. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't trust what the federal government is telling me ever. But one would think, one would think that we might be able to I don't know, do something about this. And I, I, for the life of me, I, for the life of me, do not understand why these systems are not closed systems. There shouldn't be any access to any of these systems from the outside. Nothing. Shouldn't be Anyway, you know, this system is on. No, it shouldn't be online. It should be contained. Should be contained. You should not be able to access this. If you wanted to hack a system, you'd have to find a way to get actually into the building somewhere behind layer and layer of security where you could actually get in there. You want to secure these things? Take them the blank off line. Again, I don't think people fully comprehend and realize the type of power that, again, people have. I I was always fascinated by this. When they first came out, remember when uh, OnStar, General Motors and OnStar, and you press the OnStar button, and you press the OnStar button, and they can, this is before a lot of the smartphones went really, you know, nuts and apple play in a while and you do realize you do realize if you got those things installed on your car these modern cars basically they can shut your car off at any point in time click just shut it off anyway again um i don't get it i don't get it it it, it seemed to me that you know you you would be able to contain all of these issues, all of these problems, if you just took that, if you just went, go freaking analog. 
if it's going to be safer. You know that these hackers are out there. You know that there's going to be all sorts of malfeasance. You, I, I don't get it. It should be difficult. You should have to actually get through security to upload something to cause the, the, the ruckus, not access it from, I don't know, Romania somewhere. Anyway, have a great day. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll see you. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.